well, folks, after a one-week hiatus, I'm back. And this time, I am really motivated. This is Keith Johnson, Biblical Foundations Academy International audio blog, where I am unplugged, unedited, able to say the things that are on my heart, and I am so glad that you're listening. We, As I mentioned last week, we were unable to get an internet connection. I've been in the land of Israel. I was out in the desert by Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a very wonderful time but couldn't get back in time to do the audio blog so we missed a week please forgive us i'm back and as i mentioned uh i'm in israel still uh our tour the biblical foundations academy international tour is just now winding up and i can't let another weekend go where i wouldn't give an opportunity to actually speak to you i appreciate everyone that's listening we are doing so many things at biblical foundations academy international i would encourage you strongly to go to our web- website, bfainternational.com. That's B as in Biblical Foundations, F Academy A International.com, where you will get a chance to interact with so much information that we have. In fact, I, I've been a little overwhelmed. We are preparing for an international broadcast on March 20th. Just got the news that the Keymaker has taken the time to to give the first 10 episodes of the Time Will Tell series, which many of you have seen. If you haven't seen it, we're going to do something that I'm so excited about, but he doesn't know. Well, maybe he does know, but we've been thousands of miles apart and he's been working his butt off and I've been working over here at the in our tour. What we're going to do is we're going to be uh, premiering the Time Will Tell series to 140 nations beginning on March 20th. Just got the note that he's actually up, given the 10 episodes uh, to the network. We're also going to make available each episode each week to all of you that are listening. All you have to do is register as a free member. If you've already done that, you're good to go. Of course, we have the entire 10 episode series available right now in our premium content library. Uh, but as I mentioned, we're going to also make it available to those who have not felt yet led or, or, or have not uh, learned about the premium content library, uh, they will get a chance. You will get a chance to watch every week uh, along with 140 nations around the world. Time will tell series. While that's going on, we are working diligently on uh, two other series which are in production mode right now. We we've decided to continue to go forward. Uh, we're still believing for those of you that are out there that would be willing to come alongside to help us on the smallest way with a donation or as a producer. If you go to our projects page, you will get a chance to see just what we're doing with our projects. As I mentioned, 140 nations, uh, time will tell. We also have the series Now is the Time, which we have two different networks that are interested, one secular, one religious, uh, uh, a Christian network that want that. We've got to get some people to get behind us there. And then, of course, the other two series that we're working on, one called Right on Time has to do with the seventh month, the high holy days. I am I am really uh, jazzed about that because we're doing research right now and I'm going to make a little announcement about that. And then also Ancient Time from China. Uh, first episode is close to being uh, ready to, to get some input from some folks. And then, of course, we have a second episode. It's a special series that I did from, from the land of China. So there's so much going on. Hope that you guys will, will jump on, on board with us there. Now, let me tell you what's happening over here in Israel. They're, they're, they're uh, shooting rockets from Gaza. Israel has decided to respond. We're now three days into a, a Southern tensions. 
as as has been the case uh, from the time that um, Israel gave over, if I can say, um, uh, administration uh, uh, to the PLO, which then transferred <laughs> its authority, uh, whether it was by choice or by a force to, to Hamas. And Hamas is presently uh, running the show in Gaza and they're they're showing themselves to be just what their name is. They're violent. And so uh, there it's not a good situation over here right now. As far as the tensions, they're rising. We expect that that would be the case. Uh, our tour, the BFA International Tour, was an amazing experience. I cannot tell you how many people actually said that this was life changing for them. So uh, I think for me, I'm I'm humbled that this is our second opportunity to do uh, this tour. We, we we've had two different times to do this. We've had actually two different guides, uh, two different bus drivers. And each time what they say is the guides have said, you're taking us to places that even we haven't been or haven't been for a long time. And there have been some things that even they didn't know in both cases, both last year and this year. And what's really interesting is we went to ancient Shiloh and I got to just tell you this story. Uh, a couple of the guys that were here, uh, John and Tim were talking to a guide over at the, uh, uh, in the old city and he had been living here for I guess 20 some years and he, they just started a conversation and said you know what have you guys doing and so John and Tim were talking about the tour and, and saying that uh, we had been at ancient Shiloh the day before and the guy says ancient Shiloh I've been here 27 years and I've never been there were you on an armored bus and they're like no we were on our regular bus and had an amazing time he said hey people just don't go there and you know I guess there there are there are some legitimate reasons why people don't go. The tensions sometimes are, are are not as bad as they are at other times where you have to cross out of, um, if I can say, Israel uh, proper into the West Bank, uh, which is presently where we had to go to get to ancient Shiloh. And there are so many places in Israel that in order for you to get there, you've got to cross the uh, you got to cross the borders. So we did that as a tour group for the second year in a row. And again, people were blessed to be at the place where he set his name at the first. I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is, it's one of those places where you don't have to wonder, is this the spot or not? It's not, it's one of those places where the archaeologists are not fighting over, oh, was it really in this place or not in this place? It's there. The foundation stones are there. The archaeological digs that they continue to do at ancient Shiloh are there. And I have to be honest with you, this is this is like the third or fourth time I've been there and I've felt his presence each time. So we just are now wrapping up the tour. By the time you listen to this, we only have a few more people that need to get on airplanes. We pray for safety for them as they get back to their homes after spending a couple of weeks with us. But uh, people really were blessed. We had an amazing time, a diverse group of people, uh, people that would be um, conservative in their uh their journey, people that would be a little more radical in their journey, people that have come uh, out of the church, people that are in the church. We had two pastors that were here, which was really wonderful. We had uh, people that have have been a part of the Hebrew Roots Movement. We had people that didn't know anything about a Hebrew Roots Movement. So we had diversity. The other thing is we had uh, that I was really excited about is that we were multi-generational. We had someone as young as six and someone as old as I think he says he's 72, 73. I don't believe that he is. And he looks like he's about 65. Retta, if you're listening, you know you don't look anything over 60. But anyway, we had multi-generational uh, opportunity this year. And in fact, 
uh, if you're listening to this, just yesterday, after most of our group had left, I took a trip with uh, one of the families here, the multi-generational family, where we have the grandfather who was born in Egypt, the grandmother who's born in Bethlehem, and then their daughter, their son-in-law, and their three kids, two boys and a girl. I'm telling you, these kids were amazing on the tour. I mean, they were, <laughs> they might as well have been, uh, you know, professional uh, tours. I mean, I really, I had some questions about whether or not it would be wise to have someone as young as six uh, on a tour, but uh, it's an awesome family. Three, you know, grandmother, uh, parents, and children. And, and what I loved about it is just that I think that's that's what I what I really get excited about is being able to teach the generations, the younger generation, about what it means to have a biblical foundation for their faith. And these kids happen to be well advanced. I mean, the kinds of questions that they asked and the, and the things that we did uh, today, we took a trip over to Zedekiah's cave. And after that, as I mentioned, uh, I got to do something special with them. We actually took a trip into the West Bank to uh, to, to uh, the grandmother's uh, birthplace of Bethlehem and did a tour at the church in the nativity. And it's so interesting to me. Um, her father, her grandfather, her great-grandfather, her great-great-great-grandfather have all been uh, Orthodox priests. And, and in fact, a couple of them have served at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, um, not the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the, the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. And so we went to visit that. I went to visit with the family. And there's the normal things that you do. You know, you go in and you get to see all these things. And there's people that are waiting in line to go into the, where they believe uh, by tradition to be the birthplace of Yeshua slash Jesus. We know that uh, Jerome, who also is uh, was in Bethlehem doing a pretty interesting thing, I'm talking about just a second, that he acknowledges that actually that was the cave for a false god before it ever became the cave for what the Catholic Church ended up calling the birthplace of Yeshua slash Jesus. And rather than getting into all that, I want to just tell you what I was excited about. I wanted to go to a spot which which is really significant for the BFA. And that is the spot where Jerome, uh, if you know about Jerome, what he did is he wanted to learn Hebrew and what he did, had to do, long process for him to learn Hebrew because he wanted to translate the Hebrew Bible into the language of the day in that situation, which would have been a Latin. And that ended up being the Vulgate, um, the Latin Vulgate, which then became the source in many cases for uh, the Bible, uh, depending on where you, you know, which which version you're looking at. But if you look at the King James in its original 1611 version, uh, the Old Testament, quote unquote, was uh, was uh, the, the Latin Vulgate was the main source for the Old Testament, which was Jerome's work, which was a translation from Hebrew. I'm giving you a very, very uh, short <laughs> view of the translation history. But I took the family in, into that. And it's so funny. Uh, the grandmother said, you know, she had been to this place. Her father served. Her great-grandfather served, her grandfather served in this place, and she never really knew about that with uh, with Jerome being there. So we went to that part of the church and took a picture, and, and hopefully a key maker will make that available at some point for folks. I'm going to try to put it on Facebook. It was a great picture. It was a great opportunity to go there with them. We then came back, uh, in, back into Jerusalem, and so finally I've got a little Internet. It's been a real struggle with me to do that. But but to be able to just tell people about this tour and why it was so significant, uh, one of the other things that we did is we went under the uh, old city. And when we get down there, 
I got a chance to bring the group down to this huge stone that I talk a lot about where I first got the vision of the Biblical Foundations Academy, inspiring people around the world to build a biblical foundation for their faith and using this huge stone, which they say could be as, as, as heavy as 600 metric tons or something like that. Uh, it's just huge. It's as big as a as a school bus. And uh, when I saw that stone, I thought a lot about what it would mean for people to have that kind of a faith that would have that kind of a foundation that would be based on the word of God. Uh, so that's, again, where I got this idea of Biblical Foundations Academy International. Well, since that time, there's been so many things that have gone on. We're on our second tour. There's already people saying they want to come back next year. And of course, we have no idea what's going to happen next year. We, we, we would love to be able to say it's set, but there's a lot of moving parts to the ministry. Uh, there's a lot that goes on in terms of what we can and can't do. But if, if all if all works out, we would love to make available a, a third tour and, and add a few more things. But we did some things that were just amazing. Now, I, I got to make one confession to my to my audio blog listeners. I got into some trouble. I was it's a legitimate situation. Got into some trouble on the Temple Mount yesterday. And so today's Thursday. I'm sorry if you hear it on Friday. I got in some trouble on the Temple Mount. Let me be the first to confess what happened. It was innocent on my part. But you know, one of the things that we did is that we started in Tel Aviv. We then went north, got a chance to stop at Caesarea. From there, we went into the Galilee. We went out on the boat, the Sea of Galilee. We then got then got a chance to go up to ancient Dan, which is the northernmost part of Israel. Came back down, got a chance to go to Beit Alpha, which is an amazing place. Talk about it in the Time Will Tell series. But for people to be there and to see with their own eyes uh, what was discovered in that ancient synagogue, it really is it, it is pretty amazing. And also that happens to be by uh, Mount Gilboa where Saul lost his life. We then made our way down through the Jordan Valley, stopped at the Jordan River, actually went <laughs> into Jericho. And our, our tour guide was so funny. He, he's he's not supposed to go into uh, these places. But what he what he decided was we were so close to Jericho. We happened to have a uh, uh, an Arab bus driver and he would be able to take us into Jericho. But the tour guide didn't feel like he could go so he let me be the tour guide i was sitting in the front of the bus you guys you would have you'd have loved this i got to have the microphone and i'm the <laughs> and i'm the guy and so we went into jericho had an amazing time where i could actually take some video of the ancient walls of jericho the actual walls that uh, the archaeologists have found that are still parts of them that are still there that's amazing for our seventh uh, month series anyway so got a chance to get two birds with one stone ate lunch there with the group after that, we made our way down to the Dead Sea, spent some time there, went all the way then the next morning to Masada. All this is the point is to get back to Jerusalem where we could spend some time in Jerusalem after getting a really good view of the land of Israel. When we're in Jerusalem, we have a plan. We go through some specific things. We get to see the, the different walls. We go to the old city of David. We go to the Valley of Elah. We went to ancient Shiloh from Jerusalem. And then there's this optional opportunity for us to go up to the Temple Mount. Now, I love going to the Temple Mount, not just because there's action up there, but I'm, it's actually a, a major part of what I believe to be a prophetic place regarding what the creator of the universe is going to do when he brings his people back to Mount Zion. So for me, bringing people up there is a, is a really great opportunity. Now for the confession. So we had, I don't know how many people close to 30, 27, 28 people or whatever on the tour. 
but I make it optional. Who would like to go to the Temple Mount on the on the free day, which happened to be yesterday, Wednesday morning. And so about 14 people said they wanted to go, got up early. It was raining. And sure enough, right when we got there, it stopped raining and I'm feeling good. And I've got both of the pastors and I've got everyone excited. We're going to the Temple Mount. We're going to the Temple Mount. So we're walking up. If you know, you got to wait in line. We wait in line for a little bit. We walk up to the top of the Temple Mount. We're not there for two minutes. I'm just explaining to people now, hey, it's kind of a sensitive place up here. I was really clear with that with everybody. You got to be real careful. You got to, you know, no praying, no reading the Bible. In fact, one of the pastors inadvertently had his Bible in his backpack and it was confiscated. Uh, but the but the bottom line is you have to be really sensitive. And I'm telling everybody what you can and can't do. So we get up there. We're not up there for more than two minutes. And I look to the right and I see this man walking towards us. And it happened to be the man <laughs> that I was talking about on the audio blog two weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> his name is Yehuda Glick. He is a Jewish man who has got a great history. If you haven't heard about him, you can check him on the Internet. Check him on the audio blog. Uh, the Who May Ascend audio blog. He does an awesome job of explaining his mission of trying to get Jewish people to reclaim uh, their heritage on the Temple Mount without causing conflict. He just likes to bring people there. And I think in the last few years, there have been about 20,000 Jewish people that previous to his and some other people's uh, efforts of getting him up there, they just couldn't couldn't go. They didn't believe they were to go. In fact, they were forbidden to go by the chief rabbi. That's another discussion. I see him. I'm, we don't plan this. It's completely unplanned. I see him. He sees me. He's got security around him. And as he's walking towards me, a group of um, of Muslim ladies starts doing a chant. Ali Akbar. It's a big deal. And But I see him and I'm not thinking of that. And the group's right behind me. So I give the guy a hug. He gives me a hug. We're excited. I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here. And he sees the group. He says, oh, let me talk to your group. Well, then the security say to him, no, Yehuda, don't do that. But he he's insistent on talking to our group. He's got this wonderful book about the Temple Mount. In fact, he told me after the meeting that he actually had to go to court to be able to bring this book up on the Temple Mount when he's bringing Jewish people up there to teach him about it. So as he's teaching, talking to the group, I'm talking and like, here's a Yehuda. And, and then it was natural. You take a picture. He's there. What was natural for me? I mean, I mean, I'm taking a picture and then the group starts taking pictures and we're all excited. And, 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 the, and the security guard, you know, the, the, the IDF soldier says, Yehuda, no, we got to go. We got to go. And then you got the walk that's around there watching him and, and watching us. Well, long story short, he leaves. As soon as he leaves, I turn to take the group now on our tour of the Temple Mount. And as I'm turning around, a man charges toward me, calls me out and says, get off the Temple Mount. You are out of order. You have broken the rules. You are embracing this Jewish man. I'm like, what are you saying? And I had learned just a little bit of Arabic. So I said to him, and I'm trying to connect with him and he ain't hearing it. Then another man comes from Waqf and he says, get off the Temple Mount, you and your group. And then a third man comes and the three of them begin yelling at me. And I actually have a picture of this, if you can believe it. <laughs> One of the guys took a picture of this. Well, as they're yelling at me, my group, they begin to move a little bit further and further away from me. Rightly so. 
I'm telling them how tense it is on the Temple Mount. They're watching an incident happen. Well, my friend Retta, who happens to be born in Egypt, who's on our tour, speaks perfect Arabic. So I'm telling them, I'm saying, listen, I'm willing to leave, but please let the group stay. And they're not having it. They're saying, get the group off. You guys are embracing the Jewish man and you're taking pictures of him talking about this book. And, 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 and Retta comes up and speaks to them in Arabic and they calm down a little bit, but they, they're still focusing on me. So I said to them, I will leave. I will leave. I will. And he says, can we just please stay long enough to see some things? Okay, we'll let the radical leave, but we need to stay. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So finally, we convinced them to let the group stay and that I would be kicked off the Temple Mount. So they're yelling at me from right then all the way to the door. They kick me off the Temple Mount. I walk off the Temple Mount, but I'm concerned about my group. And who's sitting out there but my friend Yehuda? He says, what are you doing? I said, they kicked me off. He says, they can't kick you off. I said, they did. Who kicked you off? He gets up, you know, he gets upset, but he, he doesn't do anything. He says, no, you've got to go back up. I said, I can't go back up. I've got my yellow jacket on. It's obviously it's me. He says, you've got to go back. They cannot do what they just did to you. People yell at me all the time. They do stuff. They, they cannot kick you off. And, and I came under conviction. I thought, wait a minute. Who says they can kick me off the Temple Mount? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't read a Bible. I didn't pray. I didn't break their rules. I simply made them uncomfortable by my embrace as a American tourist to this Jewish man who was leading a tour, didn't cause any problems, and who then spoke to our group. So I got up the chutzpah to go back through the security. We went to the front of the line and <laughs> they're looking at me like, weren't you just here? I'm like, yeah, they removed me. He says, ah, go back up. I went back up. The Arab men were up there. And this is what happened that I just have to share first with this group. I go back up to the Temple Mount, but I have a sense of boldness and confidence in me. So when I walk past the threshold, the three of them are looking at me and I look at them and I'm kind of saying to them, we can do this all day. You can kick me off and I'm going to come back. You can kick me up. And it's almost like they had a smile on their face like this guy's nuts. I'm nuts, nuts, you guys. I'm not nuts. It's just I was very clear about my mission, which was to bring the group up there. And I hadn't done anything wrong. They eventually let me go. They did send someone to follow us around as we talked about the significance of that place. And, 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 and I think it was a blessing for our group. After that, we came down the next day, which happened. And then, of course, that day after the Temple Mount, I asked Yehuda if he would go with us to the southern side of the Temple Mount, and he's got his master's in, in Bible and really educated, a great, passionate man about uh, what that Temple Mount means in terms of its biblical significance. So he ended up being our tour guide on the southern side of the wall uh, of the temple. And so we ended the tour that way uh, the next day, as uh, that night rather, which was yesterday. Most of the group left. As I mentioned, some folks have stayed. We've done some bonus things today. There's a bunch going on that's coming up over the next couple of weeks, which I will get to you later. But I just want to say to you, if those of you that are that are listening would be interested, uh, I certainly won't get you in trouble on the Temple Mount. I've, I've, I've got that figured out. But the other things that we did, you can ask anyone that was there, uh, those that will be posting things on Facebook, etc. We've heard from several people how it's been life changing. It's just an amazing experience. The spirit of God led us. We had diversity of thought and and process, but we had unity in terms of our love for the land and the people and the language uh, in Israel. And I believe that uh, our 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 visits there at the BFA 
hopefully by God's grace until he chooses to to wrap this thing up. We'll continue to bring people there on some regular basis. Uh, We've got some favor that's going on right now with our tour company, keeping prices low, Uh, the way that it works out, where we stay. The itinerary is amazing. It's places that people don't normally go, some that they do. But what we're able to offer in terms of information, inspiration and revelation have truly changed people's lives. So this is my official end of the tour audio blog. Uh, As I mentioned, it's a confession. I had to tell my wife, yes, honey, I did get in trouble. And she's like, what did you do this time? And and, and it really ended up being a blessing and a testimony that uh, uh, there's a certain level of confidence and boldness that we can have, especially when we're not doing something wrong. Uh, to continue to walk in the way that's right. And even though they taunt my friend Yehuda, when he goes up there, sometimes they yell at him and they they chant at him and they 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 hassle him and hold him out and et cetera. He continues to go because he believes he's called. And it just so happens that I happen to see him there. We're working on something pretty exciting right now that's got to do with um, some of what's going to be coming in these other two projects. So keep your ear close to what's happening at BFA. Uh, international.com go to the projects page prayerfully consider helping us i'm not begging i'm just telling you it's a great opportunity for those that would be willing to look at what we're doing Uh, we as we know um, whenever god gives vision he always gives provision we're at a place right now where we need the provision we've got an opportunity to literally get this information to 140 nations march 20th we start Make sure that you're registered as a free member so that you can watch Time Will Tell and get ready for the next series and the series after that and what's coming in the seventh month that's going to change people's lives. I'm just excited. I'm excited that you're willing to listen. I'm glad that I finally got a little internet. Now hopefully it'll take all night to upload this and to put the key maker to work. Keep him up all night so that by the time you listen to this, you'll get a chance to see the fruit of our labor. Here's what I'd like to remind you. If you will keep watching If you will keep listening and if you will keep reading, (laughs) I'm willing to get kicked off the Temple Mount and we're willing to keep working to bring this good news, this good information to you. In the meantime, be blessed and be highly favored until next week, by God's grace, as we bring to you another BFA International audio blog.